All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 29 of the Biohacker Babes. I'm Lauren. I'm here with my sister, Renee. Welcome to the show. We are continuing our conversation about brain health all month and into February. We're going to keep it going. But today we are delving into brain health as it relates to physical health and exercise. More specifically, we have a really exciting piece of technology we want to introduce to you called the Newbie. And today's guest, Rich Jordy, is going to tell you everything you need to know about it. So I did a training on the Newbie with Rich alongside my dad, and we were both blown away not only by what this machine can do, but the knowledge that Rich has about the human body and how we can use this machine for safer, more efficient movement amongst so many other things. It's pretty incredible. So 
here is Rich's bio. Rich Doherty, former VP of NuFit and now founder of Bioenhancement Tech. They are experts in neurological fitness. Rich is a distributor for the Newbie, the neurobioelectric stimulator. Bioenhancement Tech, he believes in the power of the human body and its ability to heal itself. Welcome, Rich. Thanks Thank for you, on. ladies. Yeah, Good welcome. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. So that was just such a brief introduction. I know you can tell us so much more about your history and how you came to find NuFit and the newbie. Let it roll. Sure. I was one of those guys that uh, I graduated high school with 136 pounds and decided I wanted to look like Patrick Swayze. And then when I looked (laughs) like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, I was like, okay, I want to look like Marky Mark. And then when I got to look like Marky Mark, I'm like, okay, I want to be a bodybuilder. So I, I took my body to 290 pounds and I've torn literally 17 muscles, tendon, ligaments in my body. So I was um, pretty beat up and I came across this technology going on what, eight years ago. Originally, I worked for a different company that had a, some, some, I guess, infant version of the technology. Since I partnered up with Garrett Saul-Peter, he is the founder and inventor of the newbie. And um, he taught me uh, a whole different realm of how the body works. Thinking in terms of being a bodybuilder, we're always thinking we want to be really tight and strong. But what we don't realize is what makes that tightness and what makes us strong and is that what we really want. And we started to, I started to dive a little deeper into the nervous system and how there's literally a signal that runs from your brain through your nervous system to your muscles. And that's how movement is controlled. So it was a paradigm shift for me to um, kind of uh, accept what Garrett was teaching me. And once I accepted it and learned how to apply lengthening concepts and the nervous system to fitness and bodybuilding and training in general, everything opened up for us. And then uh, a few years later, after we had begun perfecting uh, some of our thoughts, um, we decided to embark or Garrett decided to embark on, on building a machine that would be the best in the world to help us um, kind of facilitate that need to pull the performance and and healing potential that lies dormant outside or inside the body out. So uh, a couple years ago, we came out with a newbie, the neurobioelectric stimulator, and um, it's been gangbusters ever since. Uh, It's really going well for us. And I think the world has embraced what we're, what we're trying to teach it. That's awesome. Yeah. So such a, such a cool journey of how you, got into this. I was kind of shocked when I first learned about the newbie, just that it's not just about muscle building. I think that's such a fascinating piece to me. The whole, like you said, the nervous system, like I never really thought about muscle training as being like a neurological or a nervous system piece of the pie. Um, well, like I said, it's, it's definitely a paradigm shift, you know, when you think about it and it's really, when you, when I go and I train the best in the world and I'm lucky to be able to do that, you know, when you tell them, Hey, when you lift that weight, that's not your muscle. And they look at you crazy and I tell them, no, that's signal from the brain. They're telling those mechanoreceptors, the Golgi tendon and the muscle spindle, what spindle, what's going on with that muscle and creating that strength. When you have pump, you think that's blood flow. Well, it is blood flow. Well, what created that blood flow? Signal from the brain to those muscles. When you have atrophy in a muscle, you think about your missing muscle, but you're not missing muscle. The muscle's still there. There's no signal to that muscle. So it's just, it's different for a different way of thinking of things. And what we tried to do is, is go back and say, okay, 
everybody's tried to work on the muscles, tendon, and ligaments. Well, what controls those? The brain. So we designed, um, or Garrett designed technology, new fit, that allows us to give a massive amount of input to that brain and thereby causing the brain to remove the governors, whether it's in performance or rehab or, or fitness, remove those governors to allow us to perform at a level that we normally couldn't. So when you are lifting weights and the brain says, okay, stop, is that the brain trying to protect you from injury or is it really, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like that, that rule of um, old rule of thumb or or analogy you've heard um, old men lifting cars off kids when they're stuck. How does that happen? Oh, it's adrenaline. No, it's adrenaline, but it's also in that moment, they're able to tap into every single bit of those resources in that body signal from the brain to those muscles to lift that car off that kid. So if that old man can lift that car off that kid, does that mean it's already in him? Hmm. Wow, that's cool. So So it's all about the brain, which is why we're here. If we can control the brain, which controls everything, we're going to have better everything? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's input and output. If you give the brain the stimulus, it has to adapt. Hmm. Cool. So can you talk about exactly what the technology is and how it differs from other like EMS devices or something like a TENS unit? Sure. Sure. So most of what you see out on the market right now are AC current uh, devices. And AC current is, um, let's talk about what AC current does to the body. So AC current creates a co-contraction inside the body. That signal is volleying back and forth and causing the muscles to fight it. So here's an interesting one. When you're in the electric chair and right before you die, every one of the tendons, ligaments, and muscles pull off the bone. That's because it's AC current. The body cannot handle it. What we're using is DC current. So AC current is teaching co-contraction, wrong neurological firing patterns within the body. We don't want to contract muscles. We want to keep muscles at length. The more at length we are, the more a muscle can contract. The more the muscle can absorb force, the more performance you get out of the muscle. So if you think about that, if you're using an AC current machine, then you're actually teaching the 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 muscle to kind of drive, kind of like a car driving with your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. When you use a DC current machine, it predominantly lengthens tissue out and focuses on the eccentric part of contraction. So the caveat is, you know, DC current in the past burned the skin at high levels. And this has been around, you know, the whole technology started with Bruce Lee and a car battery, and then the Russians got a hold of it and did some Russian stem and then some inter- interferential, and, and things have kind of progressed. So we're not the innovators of the technology. What Garrett did is literally sit down and say, okay, what, what controls the muscles? And let's try to mimic that signal that runs through the nervous system to the muscles. So all that being said, the technology is DC current with a specialized waveform that is harmonious with the body. It's really important because if the body is fighting the current and not using it and accepting it and, and creating a, a protection response, then you're, you're not doing a disservice, a service to your body whatsoever. So that was the key. It's the waveform, the actual current itself, and the, how we use it within the new fit system is really important. So, you know, it, it's, it, it's a much deeper dive, but the way that the body works is, is based on neurological firing patterns. You know, if you squeeze your tricep, you lengthen your bicep. So when you go to these big professional bodybuilders, like I do these pros, and you say, hey, we're going to work chest and back today, and they look at me like I'm crazy. 
because they work chest and triceps. Well, I asked them, squeeze your tricep. Where do you feel that in your chest? And then all of a sudden, a light turns on. They're like, whoa, I don't. Well, when you pull with your back, what do you feel in your chest? Well, I feel it stretch, which is lengthen is what we call stretching because the muscle truly doesn't stretch either contracts or it lengthens. But it's, you know, again, it's a paradigm shift for them as well. But it's, we're using the technology to accentuate the body work with the way the body works and to figure out neurological firing patterns is part of the problem, part of the, the challenge, I would say. Um, and then we're using the, the machine to hyper accelerate healing and, and potential and, and gaining muscle and fitness. You're communicating with the body via like a much more natural process because your body uses DC current already. So how are these other machines that are not using DC current having any productivity or effect? Like how have people not sort of clued into this, what you said, the co-contraction, not, not really working efficiently? Well, I think the good, uh, interesting word to use is mammalian. The waveform that we use is much more mammalian than an AC current unit and waveform. To answer your questions, they, they're really doing themselves a disservice. I mean, you're going in, you're teaching the body to shorten tissue. That's not what we want. A short muscle cannot contract and will pop. A long muscle absorbs force and can contract at a much higher level. So, you know, if you're going in there and you're doing rep after rep with a signal that's teaching you to contract, then, you know, you're really damaging the body, to be honest with you. Yeah. Interesting. The coolest thing about this machine to me is that it can do rehab. It can also do training and it's all right there in this one machine. Can you explain the difference? So yeah, it's all frequency based. So think about, here's kind of an interesting way to look at it. So think about when you're standing here idle, you have five pulses per second, give or take to keep your muscles at length. We're using frequencies from one to 500. Now, once you get to the level of 500 pulses, and that's concentric and eccentric contractions per second, neurologically, the the tissue cannot contract that fast. So it immediately lengthens out. So that's part of how we're using the technology on the rehab side. But more importantly, there's a diagnostic process. And that diagnostic process has to do with using a wet sponge, which you would think electricity and water, whoa, that's not, that doesn't work. But DC current doesn't react with, with water. We actually have what we call foot baths, elbow baths, hand baths. We can actually drop the rubber, rubber electrodes into the water and put the corresponding red electrodes on the body and the water swirls with the current, with the signal, because DC and, and water don't react. So again, on the diagnostic process, we're using a sponge and we're tracing the body throughout the entire body, every muscle. And what we're doing is we're sending 500 motor unit contractions per second, which sounds like a whole lot, but the brain can actually handle that as long as it's moving, working properly, because it's recognizing that, you know, obviously it's DC current and it's the signal we're using is harmonious. Now, when we come across an area that's neurologically deficient, then the brain will cause either a slight pain signal or a rumbling in the tissue, it'll be a noticeable difference. And those are areas that the brain is saying, stop, protect. I don't like that much movement. So we can pinpoint the origin of your problem that tore that bicep tendon or tore that pec or caused that ankle to roll. So it's really interesting in that aspect because there's no other technology in the world that can literally diagnose. If you go to see a PT, which we sell a lot of these these machines to PTs, 
um, or Cairo, they're trying to diagnose where the problem is. We literally use the technique that tells us exactly where it is. And then once we find those areas, we use those areas, uh, we put electrodes on them and think about the neurological firing patterns within those areas, whether it's opposing muscles or whatnot. And then we have the, the actual client move through the technology, move through the current. It's the only current in the world that you can actively move through. And as you're moving through it, you're retraining the nervous system to heal that area and remove the governors that the brain has put on in that protection response. So the localized site of pain or injury is not necessarily the source of the injury. Absolutely right. It's usually up or down the chain and something where the pain is, is manifesting has let go because it's absorbing too much force because something down the chain is not working. Yeah. Can you give our audience a visual on this? Just give an example of a, a common injury that you see and maybe the hot spots that would potentially come up. Sure. Knee pain. The knees are meant to swivel. If the knees don't swivel properly, where is that coming from? The hips or the ankles or the feet? So if the ankles and feet aren't working properly, let's say you stub your toe in the morning and you walk 10,000 steps all day long and that toe is not working and absorbing force properly, then you're looking at running through improper compensatory patterns all day long. Well, something that's up or down, up that chain is going to absorb too much force and say, hell no, I'm done because I'm not supposed to be absorbing this force. So it's really important to make sure that when you have knee pain, you check the hips and the ankles first, because like I said, they're meant to swivel. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting. People like, um, I had a guy the other day who I was doing some, some work with and he's like, Hey man, uh, you're touching my toes. And I told you I had lower back pain. Well, <laughs> we worked on the toes. We worked up the chain. We got to the lower back. He said, my pain's gone. That's like, it's because your glutes and hamstrings weren't absorbing the force along with those toes. And now that they're all turned on, there's no more pain in the lower back because it's not, it's not angry anymore. Yeah. So this is really outside of the box for a lot of people. Cause that's well, everything's connected. Really, the whole body's electric and we've finally yeah. figured out how to deal with that. So I've been dealing with knee pain, left knee pain for know, like 15 years. It seems to keep coming back. But when it first started, I was dancing and I was convinced there was something wrong with my knee. Like, I don't know if I tore something, whatever. I was told my doctor, I have to get an MRI. There's something wrong with my knee. I did the MRI. Of course, it came back fine, right? My knee was fine. So long story short, it's all coming from like my quads, my hip flexor into my back. Sure. So that's where it's starting. My knee is perfectly fine, but that's where the pain is. So I think, like you said, that is a paradigm shift for a lot of people to not focus on the area of pain. Yeah. Again, you know, and some of the stuff we do is, is really, um, we work a lot with the, the nervous system, nerve roots and, and things like that. And for example, if, if we do a muscle test and your glutes aren't firing and we go to your neck, your cervical complex, people really automatically go, hey, what, what, what are you doing, man? My glutes are private problem. But the signal comes down the brain through the cervical complex. And that, that's what intervates those glutes. So it's a, you got to think about it in terms of how the nervous system works, where the signals originating coming out of the spine, and then working kind of that from that pattern out sometimes. So, you know, there's a lot of it. Once you, it's, it's almost like once you learn the body and you understand what we're doing uh, with the technology, it makes you just better at what you can do, flat out, well, no, regardless of what yeah. your skills are. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. So for someone that doesn't know really what, what we're talking about, the newbie, new fit, if this is new to them, and of course, this is just a podcast, so they can't see what we're 
maybe doing on camera. How would you explain like the initial session to someone? Like what does that experience look like? So depending on um, if it's a rehab or a training session, let's start with a rehab session. So you would come in, we'd ask you a myriad of questions. You kind of find out, we want to know some history. Did you break your toe when you were 15 and you've been hobbling around since then? Because that makes a huge difference on what muscles are firing and not absorbing force properly. We do a myriad of muscle testing to find out what's not firing properly. Then we do some muscle activations and kind of think of this as there's a garden hose and sometimes in the summer it's kinked up. Well, you unkink the garden hose and you flush it full of water. So we're unkinking the nervous system in a way with the manual activation so that machine will get in that muscle deeper because the machine can penetrate the muscle all the way to the bone. But if it's a lot of muscle, it's just going to whop off of there. So we want to get things activated and turned on. Uh, And so the muscle test and the activations tell us that. And then we actually take what we talked about earlier, the sponge pad, and we start a search process. And generally, we're going to start, let's say you've got lower back pain. We're going to start at the glutes and the hamstrings and kind of work our way down the feet or maybe start at the feet and work our way up. But we're thinking in terms of what in that chain is not absorbing force. We're not going directly to that lower back because nine times out of the 10, there's no problem in the lower back. Now, the QLs will usually have a big problem because they're small muscles and they absorb too much force. And that's where it transfers in that lower back. You know, the process is to literally think how the body works. And and it does take a little bit of a skill set to understand that when I step that the force transfers up the leg and in this area, in this area, in this area. But once we find those spots, we come up with different exercises to target those areas so that the movement they're creating through the current as they adapt is retraining the muscles. One of the eight different uses, and this may be a good time to tell the audience what the main uses for the newbie are. This is an FDA approved machine. It's a class two medical device. Maintaining or increasing range of motion is the first one. Increasing local blood circulation. Number three, that is the most important and encompasses everything we do, including the training, is neuromuscular re-education. Number four, preventing atrophy, reducing spasms. Number five, number six, preventing venous thrombosis after surgery. Number seven is management or relief of chronic pain. And we'll talk about that here in a second. And management of post-surgical and post-traumatic acute pain. Those last two, when we talk about pain, what is pain? Pain in the body is the brain telling us, protect. You're going to damage something. Don't do it anymore. So what we do is we look at pain differently. Pain to us means something's not absorbing force. A muscle that's absorbing force in full is not painful. A muscle that's shut down is painful. So we also want to look at those areas as problematic areas too, because once it's turned on, the pain goes away. That is so cool. I love that so much. So I'm just curious when you were talking about the kink with like the hose analogy, Mm -hmm. is that like fascia or where does that come into play? So the kink is in the nervous system. And again, it's thinking about everything as signal. So that muscle is in a contracted state or you have a trigger point per se, because something in the nervous system has caused the brain to protect that area. It's kind of like bandwidth. It's kind of like an information superhighway. You know, if you've got a jam halfway down the nervous system, let's say, let's talk about the psoas, for example. The psoas is the most neurological muscle in the lower body. If something's going on with the psoas, then you can't get signaled out of the hip flexors and those rep fins and all the rest of your legs. So it's all connected. It's almost like you want to kind of uh, clean up each area of the nervous system 
I mean, strategically, we can do that with the search process so that you can perform at a much higher level. And part of that is when we do find the neurological deficiency, the hot spots that we treat those areas, people get stronger, they get faster, they grow more muscle. Well, so because, hey, man, you've been working at 40% capacity because that lat wasn't firing. And now that you get a full capacity of firing, you see this growth that you've been expecting. So these plateaus that we experience as athletes, as just regular people, fitness enthusiasts, are literally nervous system deficiencies that are causing things to not work at max capacity. Wow, cool. <laughs> the interesting way of thinking of things, isn't it? It's been completely different. Yeah, my brain is spinning right now. <laughs> yeah. This is reminding me of something I saw on your website, and maybe you could just clarify this. You said that most of our limitations are self-imposed. Is that because we're not looking at the nervous system, or can you just explain exactly what you mean by that? Um, so think about self-imposed, meaning you know the, the body internally imposes movement subconsciously. But if you have pain in your ankle and you walk around, you start limping, right? Imagine if you walked through the day intentionally firing those muscles through the pain so that they become active again and not start to compensate with other areas. Your pain, in my opinion, and I've seen it a million times, goes away. Now, can you muscle through the day and, and push through it? Yeah, sure you can. Do you want to? Eh, you know, it takes a little bit of a, an effort. But yeah, it's, it's all about the motion is ocean. The more you move through something, the better it feels. Now, it's really important and it's paramount that you move through things intentionally. If you're doing a bicep curl and you're curling like this and then you start getting this arm out here all a little whoppy jaw, then you're obviously not training the nervous system properly. You want to stay in really strict form. So one of the things that I tell people is intentionally fire muscles. They're moving through bicep curls. Now I want you to squeeze everything. And I want you to squeeze that bicep. And when you come down, you squeeze that opposing muscle, that tricep as hard as you can, because now you're lengthening that bicep out, which gives you more capacity. Now you fatigue much faster. And people are like, well, I'm weaker that way. No, you're not weaker. You just accomplish your goals much faster. So when you are doing the training side of it, like you just said, do you actually need weights or can you just do like what you said, where you're just focusing on that muscle? That's a really good question. So think in terms of the newbie, the neurobioelectric, think of it in terms is the load. So when you're lifting, let me go back to a bicep curl, when you're lifting that bar, that weight is that load on those mechanoreceptors, right? Well, when you have the newbie on you, you're doing the same thing to those mechanoreceptors at a much higher rate. It's a massive amount of input, and the brain must adapt to give us the output to be able to move through that current. It's kind of an interesting question because can you grow with just using the machine? Absolutely. Can you get fitter? Can you get more faster, stronger? Yes. Can you do this adding external stimulus weight? Absolutely. Even faster. The key is finding that, that incremental weight that's not too much so that you're not fighting the weight and fighting the machine. So a good kind of rule of thumb, let's say you bench 315 pounds for reps. I'd like to put them on there at 185 and use the machine to help stimulate muscle activity rather than the weight because the machine is giving you max capacity. Imagine going in there and lifting weights and then using the machine, you're getting almost full 100% muscle fiber recruitment rather than the 40 or 50 that you normally would. So it's, it's a fine line, you know, between functional movement and the amount of weight that you're using. But again, the machine is the stimulus amplified. And I assume so, that would help with injury prevention, right? Like you're better off doing 185 with the newbie versus the 385 just weight. 
Sure, it saves your muscles, tendon, ligaments, your joints. Yeah, absolutely, less load. Now, if you're a power lifter, you definitely want to put that tensile strength on the tendons at some point. And we use the machine differently depending on the frequency of what we're doing to the muscles. So a power lifter would want to use the machine at more of a functional movement level at a 500 frequency to lengthen tissue out. Because like we talked about, the strength's already in there. We just got to figure out a way for him to tap into it using that technology. It's cool. We're all a lot stronger than we think we are. We just need to get the neurological patterns firing. So Here's something for you. Think about running across the street and you pop your Achilles tendon and that car is coming and it's about to hit you. Do you make it across that street or do you stop and feel that pain? Keep running. Probably going to get the heck out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) So that's cool. Pain is is in the brain. And if we can control pain, you know, I look at pain differently now, you know, after I've torn so many different muscles, tendon, ligaments in my body, I, I look at pain as, Hey, it's telling me something, pay attention to that, figure out a way to fire through that, to get rid of that pain. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel pain and they move away from it or try to avoid it by, you know, taking a, a pain reliever or just being sedentary, which is not the answer, right? And then and then you're building improper compensation patterns. And when you take that painkiller, you're stopping that neurological signal of those muscles. So, you know, neither one of those are really helping, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Movement is key. So you've used this just at home to work out. Like you haven't been to the gym to do a traditional strength training workout in how long? Oh, it's been a year. (laughs) I wish you guys could see Rich. This is the only disadvantage to having an audio podcast. You can't see how incredibly fit he is, but he, you use this every day, right? No, I know. I'm down to one day a week, um, 30 minutes for the upper body, 30 minutes for the lower body. But in some Um, capacity, you're using it for your nervous system or? I am. I am using it every day. And here's the thing. I'm using it once a week for training, but I am using it to activate muscles. You know, as you know, as we talked about, I've got a lot of little little dysfunctional movement things that I'm working on still, but using the machine in a rehab capacity is still giving the mechanoreceptors the load they need to create an anabolic response. So you look at me and you say, wow, that guy looks, he looks like he works out five days a week. I'm 215 pounds and, you know, 510. I don't. I use the machine in a rehab capacity and I stay big because it's still muscle activation. And what's interesting for people, and it's kind of another paradigm shift, is everybody thinks that muscle hypertrophy is muscle breakdown. But what is hypertrophy? It's the maximum amount of signal that you can get to those muscles to create that hypertrophy or create that that, uh, stimulus for then break down that tissue. So when you look at the way the body works neurologically and you add functional movement, opposing muscles, squeezing intentionally through the current. With this machine, I mean, the initial results, we're seeing you know, eight-pound gains verified by, by studies in eight weeks. I mean, that's in, a, in guys, three and a half in girls. It's unbelievable. Just from increasing yeah. signal. Just increasing signal. But remember, signal controls everything. Here's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Think about Pete Sampras or Roger Federer. That one arm that they use to hit that ball, their myelin sheath in that arm is four times the, so, the, the thickness, the density, as it is in the other arm. So it's because every time they hit that ball, it's a signal from that brain to that muscle. So it makes it stronger, makes it stronger, makes it stronger. So when you're a bodybuilder and you've lifted 150,000 reps, you have a lot of bandwidth in that nervous system. When you're a track athlete and you've run miles and miles and miles, the bandwidth in your nervous system is incredible. This machine will allow them to pull that potential out. Wow. So awesome. This is truly biohacking fitness. 
or yeah, exercise. Yeah. Medical grade biohacking fitness because it's a, it's yeah. a class two medical device. Yeah. It's making everything more efficient. Yeah. I love it. So we always on the show ask what the topic or product is for, who it is for. This really is for everyone, right? I mean, from rehab to training, yeah. even bodybuilders. Is there anyone that should not use this? And so, I'm not yeah, talking about like there, there are a couple contraindications. This you're pregnant, the FDA won't let us use it just because it could possibly cause a you know premature contraction. If you have a pacemaker, uh, we're not allowed to use it. Other than that, anything and everything from MS to Parkinson's to fitness, bodybuilding, performance, I think we're at 19 or 20 sports franchise teams that are using the technology right now and that every one of them would recognize. So yeah, it's everything in between. Yogis, you know, they're lengthening tissue. Neurologically, we can lengthen even more tissue. We have electric bar now. We have electric yoga. We have a myriad of different courses that we're doing because again, everything is controlled by the brain. So when we use the technology properly, we can list response in whatever you're doing. Also Epstein-Barr, which we were talking about before we yes. started recording. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that includes any hormonal imbalances, neurotransmitters, stuff like that. So we have a particular protocol we call the master reset. And the results from this are just off the charts. In fact, some people have bought the machine specifically for this. And we're running current from the occipital lows, back of the neck there, to the bottom of the feet. And what we're doing there is we're sending signal to balance out the nervous system. Many times people wake up and move throughout their day in a sympathetic state. If you're in a parasympathetic state, you're, you're obviously rest and relax. You're more bioavailable, whether it's mentally or physically. And the results that we're seeing are just phenomenal, especially with neurological conditions, because if you're in a sympathetic state, you cannot heal. In a parasympathetic, you absolutely can heal. And a kind of a good analogy is think about when you go into a doctor's office and you've got a real just ass of a doctor and you don't feel comfortable. And then you've got a doctor that comes in and treats you like she's your mother and is very kind. You're going to heal much faster with that kind doctor than you were that asshole. So it's the same thing. A machine is taking you into a rest and relaxed state in which you can take the chaos out of the mind, feel good, walk around pain-free. I, you know, I have a lot of pain in the morning and I do this every single morning and it drops my pain 50%, immediately reduces it. So yeah, there's a, and it's important to mention that we have MS is, is really, we're doing really well with MS patients and Dr. Terry Walls is kind of leading. She's a, a leading uh, MS doctor and she's leading that campaign. And, you know, again, Parkinson's, uh, we have cerebral palsy. We even have a couple of women who've been paralyzed and I'll speak about one in particular. Her name's Amy and she's allowed us to use her name. She was paralyzed for nearly 27 years and now she's walking on the treadmill with the machine and I saw a video this morning and she walked to dinner for the first time in her, in 27 years she did not use her wheelchair when she went to dinner oh, that's so, amazing yeah oh my god wow, that's so exciting so we didn't know we could do that you know we knew we had the signal figured out and we've been told that we figured it out but we had no idea some of the stuff that we're we're seeing and it's it's incredible it's it, I mean there's a lot of crying that happens in the clinic you know happy tears sure yeah I'm sure some of it is an emotional release too. Oh, it's great. And that's a really good important, uh, Lauren, because we see a lot of emotional releases because trauma is held in tissue. If you're driving a motorcycle along and you slam into a pole and knock yourself out and you, you know, break your collarbone and a few other things, that tissue remembers that trauma. So sometimes when we lengthen that tissue out and release, people will sob 
and they'll feel just completely relieved. Like, Oh my God, what just happened? I'm like, that's an emotional release that that tissue has been holding. Wow. Yeah. Well, and if you're in a sympathetic state, your tissue holds on to trauma more, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just, again, it's the nervous system and we're, we're telling the brain what to do. And it's, um, it's really, really pretty special. Cool. So I, I've already had amazing results with this machine. I've done it a few times because my dad got one. And then I was working with David, who you trained, Rich, here in New York. And, and now I have one. Very grateful <laughs> to have one in my apartment right now. But I came in with an ankle injury and I had tried everything from acupuncture, physical therapy, peptides, red light. Like I was beating my head against the wall trying to find something to get rid of this ankle pain. And my first session on the newbie released a huge percentage of that pain. And within three or four sessions, it was like 90% better. It was incredible. It's so funny. Like I have (laughs) all these biohacking tools and I feel like I know so much about, uh, about the body and nothing was working. It was infuriating. So this was a really awesome, well, life-changing find for me. Well, it's, it's again, it's, we hear this all the time. I've done, PRP, I've done stem cells, I've done exosomes, I've done, you know, a Rosti massage, you name it, a PT, but none of those are treating the underlying signal, the underlying problem and issue in the nervous system. So the interesting thing is, if you go to a PT's office and you're doing a sword pull, you know, that's a PT movement for your shoulder. But what we're doing is we're sending 500 motor unit contractions of signal to that area well, once we've diagnosed the exact problems that the PT is trying to diagnose, so the technology in the PT hand, PT's hands is going to make them so much better because now they have those perfect movements and they're sending so much signal to heal the body at a much rapid, much more fast rate. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting to be able to relate this to different doctors in different fields because it's, like I said, it's truly a tool to make you better as a, as a practitioner regardless of what your skills are. So for the practitioners that would be best to invest in something like this, it like chiropractors, massage therapists, PTs. High-end gyms, trainers that have a good set of skills. We do sell personal units. You know, it's, it's pretty much everything and in between. We're adapting it to everything. And we have a lot of different practitioners out there helping us gather data. There's a, you know, five or six colleges that are doing data for us right now and the results so far are coming back phenomenal. So, you know, we've, we've literally figured it out and it's going exceptionally well for us. And I feel like at some point, everybody needs a newbie in their home. They wake up in the morning and they have some pain, they slap some pads on it or they get rid of it and go to work. So even yeah. if you're not a practitioner, you could buy one for yeah. use yeah. now? Okay. It does take your doctor signing off on the fact that you can use electric stimulation, but that's, easy. But yeah. And if someone wasn't ready to buy their own unit, could they find like a local practitioner that has one and work with them? Website. I think we've got, I mean, there's 30 or 40, 50 locations throughout the country and growing rapidly. Usually we have a course every other month with 40 people in it. So it's, it's getting out there. Yeah. Hopefully in every city coming in the coming months and we've just uh, gone international too. So Congratulations. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Really awesome. It's a lot of fun. Kind of, I mean, my, my, my rule of thumb is, my motto I like to say is, if I help the world, it comes back to me twofold. And I really enjoy helping people because when people get on this machine, 
they have hope. They're like, man, I haven't touched my toes in 10 years. What did you just do to me? You know, or, hey, my shoulder was frozen and now I've got three quarter range of motion. So, and that's just one treatment. So it's, it feels really good just to, to make people smile, turn that frown upside down. Yeah. So rewarding sure. to see that success and progress. So cool. So I have one more question for you, Rich, before we close out, we always like to ask our guests, if you could give our audience just one piece of advice that they can take with them today and, you know, start working on immediately, what would that be? Focus on your nervous system. The nervous system is paramount. You know, it's really important whether you do yoga, whether you do uh, meditation, you've got to get your nervous system into a parasympathetic state. Not only if will you don't have a newbie, how can you start doing that? Meditation. Do some, do some yoga. Go find something that, you know, breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, which is in four, out eight, through the nostrils only, lengthening out that diaphragm. Let's talk about that for a second. The more you lengthen about the diaphragm, which is a, nerve, a very neurological muscle in the upper body, think about it, you start hyperventilating, your blood pressure goes up. Well, the diaphragm, by lengthening and releasing extra, so you come, you breathe in four and you're out eight. So you're lengthening that tissue. And if you do that 10 times in a row, you immediately feel at a much you know, less sympathetic state. Um, there's a lots, of, lots yeah. of tools. I'd love for everybody in the world to buy a newbie and do the master reset every morning because I think the world would be a much happier place. But, There'd be less road rage, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I even had a guy that was driving from Oklahoma to uh, the Mr. Olympia contest this year. And he normally would have taken a stop and he had the newbie in the back, looked to him the whole time and he drove straight through, said he felt calm as a Hindu cow and felt pain-free. Wow. That's that's a great idea. I'm like, man, I don't know about that long 18-hour trip. but So in like the year 2030, instead of like the Jetsons flying cars, we're just going to see everyone driving around with a newbie. Oh, I'm in a backpack. Be a little bitty unit. We're going to make it smaller. We're going to be a little bitty unit and everybody will have one. I can't wait. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so cool. Well, this has been amazing. I love this technology and Rich, your knowledge about it is just so freaking awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Thank um, you for having me. If people want to find out more information, they can go to your website, bioenhancementtech.com yes. Yes. or your Instagram page, which is the same name, bioenhancement tech. You have a lot of really cool videos on there. Of, it's a lot of bodybuilders and strength stuff on there, right? But as we know from today, it does so much more than that. But yeah, my passion is the bodybuilding and fitness side. So that's, you know, where, where a lot of my talents lie. But obviously, I have uh, been doing this for a long time. So rehab is super fun for me, too. I just, uh, those, that particular page, my personal Instagram has more um, rehab type stuff. But, you know, as you know, nobody really wants to be filmed when they're doing rehab. When they're yeah. done, they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll link to that page as well. But if you want more information or have any questions, you can DM us, email us, or check out Rich's website. Thank you. This is so awesome. Yeah, this Rich, awesome. this was amazing. I'm, I'm going to go put myself in this parasympathetic state <laughs> right now. Do it. Go yeah. lay in the bath with hot water and some Epsom salt. That'll lengthen out all the tissue and you'll feel great. Yeah. Amazing. And then come visit me, Renee, and we can do some newbie. Yes, I got to get back to New York and I'll be in Austin in April. So then you're coming to see me. We're getting yeah. together, sister. Definitely. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Cool. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you, guys. And we'll talk soon. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, 
Happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.